everybody. My name is Eric with Smart Pot Fabric Planters, and welcome back to the Growing Revolution Smart Podcast. We've got another great episode here. Uh, we have Christian Klinger from Yerba Buena Farms in Oregon, and he's the cultivation manager over there. And they are fans of Smart Pot Planters. They're uh, kind of leaders of the cannabis industry over in Oregon and have been for a while. And uh, we got introduced to Christian via Instagram and thought it would be cool to uh, get his perspective on uh, how things are going out there. So thanks for joining us, Christian. Yeah, thanks for having me, Eric. So uh, you're the cultivation manager over there at Yerba Buena. Uh, what do you do? What are your responsibilities? Yeah, so over here, I manage a crew of seven people, and we just make sure that we meet our deadlines. And you know, I I help with uh, I help the bloom lead and the veg lead. You know, plan clonings, what we're going to clone. Um, we sort of have a standard amount of plants per room. And along with the bloom lead, I help them, you know, I help her go through, like, identify any issues, um, how to resolve these issues, what the issues might be, as well as, you know, just be there for problems like irrigation pipes bursting or lights not working, that sort of thing. How long have you been with Yerba Buena? I've been with Yerba Buena for almost a year now. Yeah, I started last April, so in a couple months it'll be about a year. How how did they find you, or how did you find them? Well, basically, uh, I used to work at another grow, which was in Portland, called Proof Cultivar, and I just got uh, I just got a message over Indeed from from. Uh, a grower here named Sam Grayson. He's the head grower over at uh, TJ's Gardens in Milano. And uh, yeah, he just contacted me, said that they have a position open and, you know, just went through the normal interview process. And just from there, uh, there was a head grower here before. I was originally hired as a bloom lead and and through mm-hmm. just some unforeseen events, that head grower left, and I interviewed for the position and ended up getting it. So, so you had already been working at another dispensary uh, before that. Um, so, I, 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 would, I was looking at your bio on Instagram, and it said that you had a, a bachelor of science in in botany. Where, where is that from? Yeah, so uh, I attended Portland State University for four years, and. Yeah, just studied botany basically from the beginning, and it was those four years flew by. They were just they were just so fun because I studied something I loved. Yeah. Now, did you go to school for botany with the idea that you were eventually getting into the cannabis industry, or or for something else? Originally, I went to Portland State thinking that. Uh, I I wanted to go into orchids and conservation, and because my grandpa he had he had his own greenhouse 
with like over a thousand different species of orchids and so just growing up with that it was it was really impressive it was really nice to just like walk into his greenhouse and be like almost in a jungle you know totally and then just just from uh you know here in oregon orchids aren't huge it's a very niche industry you know very niche market um a lot of people selling orchids are doing it from their own greenhouse yeah and so i you know the the cannabis industry has always been something talked about because it's so new and it's such a large industry like so much money in the industry yeah that uh, it's always being talked about and i remember my advisor at portland state mentioned i should try and find something in the cannabis industry so i ended up uh, reaching out to all these farms asking if they had any internships or part-time positions open and i ended up getting a part-time position at a at a micro-tier farm at first cool. um, called Panda Farms, located in Portland. Yeah. And they also, I believe they also use smart pots. Yeah, I'm um, familiar with that. 15-gallon smart pots. Yeah, and, uh, you know, it was my first ever experience growing. And Mike and Ned, they're the owners of Panda Farms. They're, they're fantastic teachers. They taught me well. They They taught me everything I know. And you know, moving on to proof and here as just continuous learning, which is something I'm always looking forward to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think even, uh, you know, college professors are always reading research papers and trying to gain knowledge. So, you know, I, I think us as industry professionals, we should always try and, you know, be up in our craft and we can always grow better plants. Um, so you were familiar with Smart Pots. Uh, before coming over to um, Yerba Buena. Uh, So that's pretty cool. Uh, Now, to my knowledge, Yerba Buena was uh, using one-gallon and five-gallon smart pots uh, before when I saw your Canna Cribs episode. Is that still the case? Yeah, that's correct. We use, uh, yeah, we we do a clone-to-veg transplant at the little one-gallons and Honestly, that's my first time seeing a fabric pot that small. Um, prior to that, I've only seen three gallons, 15 gallons. But here I saw little one gallons and five gallons. And uh, here we also reuse, you know, we have our own commercial washer and dryer. So we, we reuse everything, which is, you know, it's great. And they're so sturdy. They, they last a long time, you know. We, yeah gotten countless uses from them yeah i mean i i know of people who have been growing indoors with smart pots for well over five years just continuous use and they just hold up and that's kind of one thing that we pride ourselves on is being made in america with quality uh with quality materials that stand the test of time and yeah i guess unfortunately you know when you make something so good you know, resale, you know, get, getting those repeat sales is less. But overall, I, th- I think a lot of growers appreciate a quality product that, that lasts. So that's, that's been our business model is, is quality uh, over everything. Um, so we appreciate you yeah. guys uh, mean, being I customers. Mean, 
Yeah, I mean, it's like even sitting outside for who knows how long, they still stand up. The only thing that gets to them are like field mice, you know, they'll just <laughs> chew through the pot. But other than that, like they're just so strong and sturdy and we can just toss them in the washer anytime. Yeah, yeah. I've been using mine for well over five years and I think I could probably get another five out of them. Um, okay, so uh, yeah. what uh, what kind of soil medium are you guys using? with your smart pots currently yeah so we get like a like we get a special mix of soil that just comes straight from uh canby oregon and so we get it delivered like you know two cubic feet at a time you know two cubic feet in in per pallet and we typically order 10 pallets and you know, it's it's really exciting because, you know, things coming up, we're planning on, you know, reusing that soil, just, mm-hmm. you know, planning on reamending it and, and figuring out a process of which we can put it back in, you know, because put it back into, you know, our smart pots and uh, just keep recycling our soil yeah because it's just going to get better and better from there awesome awesome have, have you guys ever uh done any living soil uh growing over at yerba buena because i know i saw some over at um at uh tj's on the can of cribs episode yeah so we don't do living soil but yeah like on on can of cribs yeah tj's does and you know that's something i'm i'm envious about because you know, how much more biologically active can you get, you know, and it just gets better year after year. Sure, it's hard to start off, but, you know, it's all worth it at the end. And it's just so much more, you know, it just it's so much more satisfying to get numerous uses out of the same soil and, and, you know, no need to correct pH because the living soil corrects it for you. How many times are you running irrigation through your smart pots there? So we have three like main waterings a week. And so that's typically Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And, you know, we hit them till runoff and, uh, you know, we'll spot water on the weekends as well. Okay, nice. So you just yeah, kind of give, so, you know, reading we, the we plants and giving it what they need when they need it. Yeah, exactly. And what's nice is that you know we don't we don't see any like salt buildup or anything on on the pots or really the tops of the soil. Occasionally we will, but that's like a you know at the start of it we know to back off. So, yeah. Are you guys running any uh, liquid nutrients or? biostimulants uh, through the irrigation water or is everything in the soil already? So we do run um, organic nutrients uh, through BioBiz. We use their almost their whole lineup. Nice. Yeah, they got a, you know, it's just consistent results, you know, great formulas. They're all de- mostly derived from like a single source, which is like beetroot, you know, and, um, Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's great, and you know we can we can tailor it in different ways. We could, uh, you know, it's just fantastic overall. And you know, the only issue is that with this with this pandemic and 
you know, it just makes, it just ruined the whole supply chain, you know. And so sometimes it takes a little longer to get some product, but, you know, we just order in such large quantities now that we can, we have like a nice buffering zone to, to, to last until our next, next arrival, you know. Yeah, I, I think the the smart businesses have quickly learned that, you know, logistics can be your best friend and worst enemy uh, if you're not, you know, watching out for those things and, and planning ahead and, and planning accordingly. Yeah, um, for sure. So how, how many strains are you guys currently running over at The Grow? Oh, man, I we have around like 48 strains. Yeah, wow. which is which is a you know, it's it's actually a, a comfortable amount. I think in Yeah. We we here we have like five bloom rooms and I think, you know, if we you know, when we fill each bloom room, uh we typically do seven strains per room. And just cuz okay. the way just cuz the way the room's set up, we got like seven rows and so that's a row per strain. Mm-hmm. And so if we nice. fill up each bloom room like that, we can run through almost all our genetics. And so that, you know, we're, we're hitting like, we're hitting everything unless, you know, the, they tell us like, oh, the market's looking for this, or this is really selling out well, mm-hmm. then, uh, then we'll accommodate to that, add like a couple rows or something like that. Variety is the spice of life, but you know, you got to focus also on what the market wants uh the most and i guess along those lines what are the top three strains that you guys are growing uh in terms of like popularity uh top three strains i'd say currently man i heard our our cbd strains are actually like selling out pretty well like we have we have a lot of one to one or just C B D dominant strains and those are actually, you know, being pushed out very well. Um now I don't know if that's just cause a lot of dispensaries in general just focus on THC dominant strains or I'm sure you've seen the um the the research come out about the you know, C B D helping um combat against coronavirus. But um, but that's sort of like, you know, I'm, in the research paper, you know, it's the acidic form of CBD. But, uh, you know, I don't know if people are just on a hype train about CBD strains now, but like our Blue Dragon Desert Frost, our Corazon, um, our CBD Kush, you know, those are all being pushed out pretty well right now. And really, you know, not everybody... Yeah. Uh, can, you know, be mind altered. Um, but, you know, people, there, there's a lot of benefits from uh, CBD compounds uh, that people can be partaking in, you know, kind of morning through night and still being productive members of society. So, you know, it, it really makes sense to, to focus on, on CBD because, you know, really there's a whole segment of the population that wants that, and or you know it, they should be on it and and you know it, it seems like that is still a growing uh segment of our industry so that's that's awesome that you guys are kind of finding a niche there and 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 running that 
when we when we first came when I first arrived at Yerba Buena, I was like pleasantly surprised at how much CBD we grow because uh, you know, I'll go to dispensaries and I personally like one to one strains, but very little dispensaries around my area sell one to one strains, and I'll you know I'll ask the I'll ask the bud tender about it, and they'll say, you know, we ask for them, but, you know, we just don't get any for some reason. So that kind of bums me out, you know. Luckily in the grow, you know, we, we get our, oh, I, I was going to say, luckily in the grow, we get our, you know, quality control samples. And so that's the way I can still get my, you know, one-to-one samples, you know. Never trust a skinny chef uh, is what I like to say. And, you know, you got to sample what you grow to make sure that, you know, it's good and, you know, it it can pass the muster to the the public. Um, Now, I I, I guess, you know, my next question was, what do you think sets uh, Yerba Buena out from the competition? But... I don't know. I'm kind of gathering that it's, you know, big time your guys focus on CBD. Is is there anything else that you guys, I guess, pride yourselves on, on, on being different? Yeah. So I would say, yeah, apart from our CBD strains, I would say like mostly just how organic we are. Like we use all OMRI certified product basically, and we just get such good results. Um, we also have a very, a very like, how do I put it? It's like we have just a very organic, um, not so labor intensive IPM program through the use of beneficial insects. Mm -hmm. And so not only does it cut down on labor, but we don't even need to spray any, we don't need to spray anything basically past week two of a flower, you know? And yeah. so that right there is just, I've never been to a farm before where we stopped spraying at week two. Um, you know, I've been, a, you no. know, it's, it's, you know, here is just so surprising to me. And I was just so glad to have been a part of creating this new IPM program. So it's very rewarding, you know? Yeah. I, I have to only assume that the less spraying that you do in flower just ups the, you know, especially the terpene level, uh, you know, with terpenes being, you know, somewhat water soluble. Um, so that just contributes to an overall uh, high quality product uh, when it's time to harvest them. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, awesome. all we really do is uh, we just, the only thing we really use is a knockdown spray. And after the application of a knockdown spray, you know, the beneficials just take their time, do their thing, you know, all the environmentals are dialed in and yep. it just creates a really, really nice, enjoyable product. Growing indoors, we're just trying to dial in all the best aspects of, of Mother Nature. Yeah. Um, you know, keeping things controlled. Awesome. Um, so how is Yerba Buena keeping on the cutting edge uh, of growing have have you guys done any um you know upgrades of lighting or irrigation uh in the last couple of years uh no not necessarily it's just still very like your rudimentary grow 
the only, you know, we're starting to play around with our nutrients yeah. a little bit, uh, you know, adding some new controllers here and there. Um, but, you know, it's just kind of your basic grow, you know. Well, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And if you guys, you know, had been putting out fire before, uh, why radically change anything? You know, especially in an organic, you know, grow, there there isn't too much reinvention that can go on there uh, anyway. So makes sense. Exactly. Nice. Um, now, had you 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 hadn't grown any cannabis before uh, getting into the industry, or, or like you know before college? Were were you a cannabis user before getting into the industry? <laughs> uh, I would say yeah, I was in college. Um, you know, my my first experience with it was, you know probably beginning of high school um but other than that you know it's just college it would re- it would just really help me mellow out from all the testing anxiety all the you know just like i think it was my last year of college is when the pandemic really hit and so it's just like you know i didn't want to be outside it would give me anxiety you know but we all got to go grocery shopping we all got to, sure. you know, go to work still. And so just having like, just having cannabis really helped out, you know, especially those one-to-ones, you know. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So I, uh, that kind of tra- segues into, uh, you know, my last question here is, uh, you know, what's your favorite strain to smoke or dab? It, it sounds like you're a flower guy. Oh, yeah, I can't, I can't dab. It's just. That's just way, way too much for me. Um, yeah, I've heard you get some some really nice flavors. You can really taste the turps with dabs. But to me, like, I have a little handheld vaporizer, and um, I can, you know, I can taste taste the turps and just really get the most out of flour as possible, which is, you know, very rewarding for me because it's, you know, it's the fruits of our labor here is that is what we get to try. Yeah, and so yeah, I'd the, uh, say, you know, my, what was that? Oh, go go ahead. Con- sorry, continue. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was, I was going to say, out of the strains we have here, man, I think, uh, oh, we, we have banana punch here. It's not, you know, it's not a one-to-one or anything. It's just, you know, THC dominant, but... We have a banana punch that's just so, so tasty, really stony, you know, it's just perfect for like, you know, ending the day, you're home, you know, you have nothing to do, just, just to relax, you know, so, so smoking that banana punch is just so nice. I, I always look forward to getting a sample of it, you know. Awesome. Yeah. Quality control. Um. So yeah, yeah I, I I'm really looking forward to uh, my next time up to uh, uh, Portland and uh, finding a, a dispensary that's carrying your guys' uh, stuff. How how many dispensaries is Yerba Buena in right now? Do you know offhand? I'd say around like five. Well, personally, like like within the company, I would say like we have. 
five of our own dispensaries, five or six. Oh, okay. And so it spans from like Port Portland's like uh, TJ's on Powell. That's like our our like flagship store, you know. Yeah. And it just has such a nice environment in there, and you know, it's everything's well displayed. Bud tenders there are amazing. Um, but you know, we have a we have a whole like a whole like swath of dispensaries ranging from Portland all the way down to Eugene. And so, yeah, there's, there's plenty of options out there and yeah. Yeah. But, but when, when, when you're back in Portland, I was going to say when you're back in Portland, just, just, you know, come tour. A hundred percent. We would love that uh, as like a follow-up episode. That would be really cool. Um, now, uh, where, where can people follow like you or Yerba Buena on, on social media? Do you do any postings? I have my own Instagram, but you know, it's just sort of my personal one. I do post about the farm, but it's also my personal life. Um, but I would say Yerba Buena. So Yerba Buena's Instagram is Yerba, that's Y-E-R-B-A, period, Buena, B-U-E-N-A, period, farms. Um, another good Instagram account to follow is, uh, uh, let's see, it is, she's our veg lead here. Uh, she has her own, like, page dedicated to, like, the farm. You know, it's mostly the veg side so you'll see the you'll see the clones veg moms all that and it's called hers is coyote cannabis as long as i'm seeing smart pots that's oh, all yeah. i care well, about that's, that's all you'll see you know so her her page is coyote cannabis that's c-o-y-o-t-e period cannabis so you'll see some you'll see some awesome. great you know great healthy plants you know, you'll see the, the use of the one gallons all the way through the five gallons. And yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely going to follow her. Uh, if I'm not already, I'll have to dive into the Instagram here after this. So, um, you know, Christian, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, getting to know, you know, about you and what's going on at Yerba Buena farms. Can't wait to tour, uh, our next time. Uh, in Oregon. So yeah, again, we really appreciate your time today. Yeah. I mean, it was a pleasure being here. It was nice meeting you, Eric. And yeah, anytime you're in the Portland area, just, you know, you can send me a DM and, and we'll schedule a tour and a follow-up episode. Uh, as, as long as some quality control uh, happens at, you know, the end of our tour. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> Well, th thanks again, Christian. We'll be in touch. All right. Thank you so much, Eric.